to the Clustercast, a filterless podcast on family travel. I am your co-host, Anna Lyons. And I am Scott Lyons. With the holidays approaching at an alarming rate. Alarming rate. We figured people are probably feeling the burn from their faraway family to come on and visit them. Oh, you're probably asking yourselves the age-old family travel question of, do we fly or do we drive? Yep, that's the question. So in this que- in this episode, we are going to come to the defense of road trips yeah, and say that it they don't have to be the hillbilly cousin of flying. No. And that they can actually be really awesome experiences for everyone involved. Yes, you heard that right. Awesome experiences all around. If you haven't figured it out by now, this is our road trip episode. So, like road rules. Do you remember that? Do you remember rules? Uh, no. No, no, I can't. Sorry. Okay. It was a reality TV show on MTV. So I was considering it as a title. (laughs) Um, And I didn't really watch a lot of MTV. Sorry. Okay. Well, this is why I didn't call it that because I didn't want that reaction (laughs) of, huh? 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 What? No, I didn't watch MTV. Way Mm -hmm. better than you. What are you talking about? As a VH1 kid. Oh. No, I wasn't. I was just being silly. (laughs) (laughs) You at least know what it is. I did eventually find out what all that was about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to tell you how we road trip and why we like it, how we make it the best of it, and how we keep ourselves sane as opposed to insane when we are in the car for hours and hours and hours. We are not strangers to long days in the car. Yeah. My parents drove me from Southern California to Canada one summer uh, when we went to Expo 86. I still don't know what that is. So, you know. It was an expo in expo. 1986. Like, an, ex- an expo of what? Like, I don't know. What, like cars? It was, it, was it a World's Fair? No. Like, honeycomb? No. Like, well, I, I I don't know. I, like every year, that, I don't know if it's every year, but they had an expo somewhere in the world and you kind of went there. It was just an expo and I had a shirt. Okay. I was four. <laughs> you told me this when we were dating and I was too like scared to ask i have no idea what that is like what was that anyway but i do remember we broke down many times that part i do know and you got a shirt and it was in where vancouver the vancouver vancouver the vancouver anyway whatever the case whatever the expo 86 honeycomb fest was it sounds like it was quite a haul yep um my parents did a texas to new york trip in a Volkswagen van. Hey, Volkswagen so. van for us too. Yeah. High five. High five. Volkswagen. All right. Yeah. Um, and and a VW van, not ironically. Mm-hmm. I, it was just the car we had. So Right. It's just what you drove. Just what you drove. Um, and like then, minivans today. Yeah. But cooler. I'll admit that is cooler. <laughs> Hipsters are onto something. And then we did Texas to Florida. Um, and then not to mention the usual trips across the Southwest to visit faraway family. So Right. Yep. And so in those vans back in the day, we would play road bingo, license plate games, and we would wonder how long our Walkman batteries would last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot has changed in the days since then. Right. Um, my parents. So when we weren't taking the VW, we had a station wagon um, and it had this like third row of seats that were rear facing. And my dad threaded a garden hose from the very back. Nice. <laughs> Rear facing seat <laughs> to the front driver's seat to communicate with, you know, wow. the two sides. Y- wow. Yeah. That 
that's actually uh, pretty ingenious. I mean, it is. I mean, it sounds really primitive at first mention, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's <laughs> well, what we did. Well, there you go. Our first road trip travel hack right there. Got a big car? Need to communicate with the folks up front? Get a garden hose. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Hashtag travel hack. Just rinse it out before you put your mouth on it. Talked about it. Uh, my sister and I had a special little trilling noise that we would make. Like like a ring-a-ding-ding. Like ring-a-ding-ding to get my parents' <laughs> attention. But I couldn't make the sound. So I would just say ring, ring. <laughs> <laughs> It was chilly in my younger sister's shadow. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it was. So things have changed since the days of Walkmans and garden hoses. <laughs> I can't say I ever had the ingenious garden hose. No, I think we um, are the only people who had a garden <laughs> hose. <laughs> so, and while you and I have not done a trip nearly as harrowing as the trips our parents have done, we've logged some uh, pretty serious miles across the United States. And let's not forget Mexico and Canada. Okay, so we'll say North America. North America. So. Yeah, that is true. So we've been doing road trips with the kids since they were tiny babies, though. Yes, yes. And honestly, like especially, especially with kids, driving is so much better than flying. Like it just mm-hmm. is. I just don't really like the inefficiency of it. That is that is a fair point. It does take longer, but... Gosh, it is so nice to have your own space. You're not sitting in some metal tube with a surly flight crew. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. yeah, it's nice not to have to worry about the the whole three one one thing. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it's still around. Like, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, if you're a frequent traveler, you know what that is. You know where you take your your liquids, gels, or, gels or aerosols. You put it in a. You know, all of those have to be three ounces into three ounces. one quart bag, and you get one bag per person. So you know, three one one. Three one one. You heard it here first. Yeah. Or yet again. Or you heard it for the fiftieth time. Yeah. Um. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is nice. You don't have to worry about that. Um. And if the kid is like crying and fussing, it doesn't matter because you're in the car. Um, right. Plus, you can bring your own food, listen to your own music, which I guess you can do that in a plane, but listen to the speakers. Right. Um, and we can talk about our feelings without mm. worrying about other people hearing us. So. And you can stop and go to the bathroom. Whenever you want. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for the light to go out. Right? Yep. Or wait in line. Get up and walk around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, sure. I guess it does have its perks. It does. It really does. Um, and I like the independence of driving. We get to be in control and we aren't at the mercies of delays and stuff like that. So kind of get to right. keep our own schedule, which is great. Right. There's less to manage when it comes to driving. You can set your own schedule and it is a great opportunity to see some cool stuff along the way. You know, like the world's giant or largest rubber band ball. Something yeah. like that. I mean, don't knock that. I'd That's, stop. I'd stop too. Yeah. <laughs> don't get to see that when you fly. Nope. You don't. You zip on right by it. Just zip, zip, zip. And you don't even know it's there. So our road trips initially started um, as just little weekend visits to see my family. And they lived about three hours away. And like through a mountain pass, like it wasn't like just three hours of like straight freeway. So it's kind of a, it was a haul to get there. Um, and it was just this perfect built in practice run for us. So, I mean, we were used to packing up our things, bringing extra pacifiers, you know, just kind of those, those things you need to just kind of get in the zone of family travel. Like I felt like that was a great first starter. Like as soon as I was feeling well enough to travel, that's where we were going on the weekends, especially in Phoenix in the summer. Right. 
But those trips were quick, comparatively speaking. You know, and mm-hmm. it was... Yeah, they were. It was either the benevolent grandparents with a, you know, a prepped gate, uh, baby guest room for the kids, or we mm-hmm. had our own house on the other end. You know, it really wasn't much of a hardship to make the trip. We just yeah. kind of had to get there. We did. Yeah. I mean, it was low commitment, low hardship. Um, <laughs> so uh, after we got pretty good at the, the low commitment, low hardship, we decided to like take it a little bit further. And we did our first big trip when Charlie was roughly six months old. We drove my grandmother. So his great grandmother from Arizona to Texas and back. Right. And we're not talking West Texas. If only. Because once you get there, you got to still make the haul to East Texas. So we're talking clear across the Gigantor State to the east side near Louisiana. I, you know, actually, we did end up going to drive to Louisiana, didn't we? <laughs> we did. I mean, but we chopped that up. So I don't consider that like part of the main itinerary. Right. We did stop a few so. days. Yeah. And and our Louisiana trip was just a day trip, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure that back. was, I'm like 99% sure that was all you could stomach. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Louisiana. I did not enjoy you. It was the okra. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, man. So we drove your grandmother You're to visit family. You're a good grandson-in-law. <laughs> I don't even know if I tried the okra. I'm I think not I just looked her. at it. And I'm just not said, telling her. No, thanks. No, you can tell her that you didn't eat can it. Can we go back now? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Anyways, it was quite the haul with your grandmother to visit family uh, with a six-month-old. But at the same time, at the end of it, it was a success. It was. We weren't like swearing off family travel at that point. Um, and it helped that Charlie was a pretty chill baby. Um, but yes, it, mm-hmm. it went it went well. And we knew we would have two long travel days each way. So like 12 hours, I think, was what it came out to be. Like each day mm-hmm. was 12 hours, yeah. Um, and so we were very, very clear about our plan, like especially considering that, you know, we had a small baby and we had an elderly person with us. So yeah. we obviously had to have some pre-established like plans and itineraries and it just saved us so many times on that trip um and it was really the first time where we I mean we had our like lunch spots mapped out and where we would stay and I I guess we always had that decided but I don't know there was no room for spontaneity like I think that's the the main thing like it was like this is not spontaneous this is what we're doing and I'm sure like you know as a family traveler spontaneity is your kryptonite did I do that right? Superhero what? reference, kryptonite. Oh, spontaneity. Yeah, kryptonite. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Is you that did right. right. I did. Yep. Yes. Good job. All right, I got it. Um, so knowing that we had a total of four 12-hour travel days, I immediately, immediately started thinking of ways to keep myself and everyone else sane in the car. Obviously, we had this tiny little baby, and while he was a great baby. I mean, no one likes to be stuck in a car for 12 hours. So, uh, and especially away from his regular routine. So that was when I started kind of the car schedule, which was this silly little order of activities that I had like in four hour chunks. So I would like stretch out each activity and make the whole thing last four hours. So it'd be like snack, read, play, have a bottle, read again, nap, get out, romp you know, near a gas station and yeah. repeat. I remember those. Yeah. Those so I'd things. stretch all of those activities into a four hour block and, you know. Yeah, exactly. And knowing that you only had to do that routine three times, right? So four mm-hmm. hours each or 12 hours. And and then there would be, a, then you'd be at the hotel. That really helped 
keep everyone from really melting down. Yeah. I mean, because it was like I only knew I, I could do it one time. And I'm like, OK, in my mind, I'm like, OK, two more times I have to do this. OK, one more time, like over oh, on the home stretch, like it really helps you. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like mentally you could kind of take on that challenge. Um, and I wasn't scrambling for things to do. Like, I think that's a lot of it as well as when you're reacting to your kid crying or you're reacting to different things, like your kids pick up on it. Like they know whether or not you're prepared Mm -hmm. (laughs) to deal with them. Um, and so Charlie was occupied. My grandmother thought he was like the best baby in the world. And I wanted to be like, (laughs) if you only knew, if you only knew, you only knew what he would be like if I did not have all this structure planned. So Right. Or if Charlie didn't have his pacifier. Yeah. So as long as he had his pacifier, he was a happy dude. He was a happy dude. That too. So. Yeah. So all things considered, that trip was a raging success. We did do a few more after that to California and it didn't go so well. (laughs) You know, the kids were cranky. No. No. The kids were cranky, even though we were packed the years with toys and movies to keep them happy. Yeah. That still didn't work. Plot twist. It didn't work. So we had our one good road trip with a baby and then the kids got a little bit older and it just stopped working. Mm -hmm. They weren't happy. Everyone was miserable. It was basically all the road trip, like things you see in movies with kids. Like I was constantly passing like toys back to the kids, queuing up movies and music and snacks. I mean, I was like on top of my game and no one was happy. Right. And at the end of all that, we would drag our defeated selves to the hotel <laughs> and try not to think about how we would have to do that whole yeah, horrible like thing all like, over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do like the walk <laughs> of shame to the hotel. Like, ugh, we failed again. Um, and if I remember, I don't know on which trip it was in particular, but it was one of the California runs. And my neck actually went into a full spasm and got stuck as I was turning to the left to like reach and hand stuff back to the kids. Do you remember that? I think I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it required an emergency beer stop. Yes. To take care of. It did. It did. And I think that was the moment where I was like, I've reached my limit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Something had to give. Yeah. You know. So from that disastrous trip, um, the road trip schedule was born. So on that fateful evening with the emergency beer stop. The road trip schedule was conceived. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> How could it be? Cue the music. <laughs> that was, mm-hmm. yep, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. That, and that, folks, is how road trip schedule babies are made. <laughs> okay. Right. How could it be nice. that we had such a great trip with an infant, but toddlers who could talk and communicate, it was somehow misery. Yeah, exactly. So did you think that if you could verbally communicate, then, you know, you didn't need a schedule to tell the kids what to expect next? Yeah, which is terrible because, I mean, we had schedules at home, even though the kids could talk. But I just figured since we were in like a small space, we were, I don't know, we were on vacation. They could just tell me if they needed something. So I didn't worry about it. So it turns out toddlers turn into unhappy dictators if you let them run the show, huh? Yeah. They want their way. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. Like the fact that I gave my our kids a schedule at home, I don't know why. I just thought like, oh, just take it away for a vacation or, or a road trip. Like it's it's fine. They'll be fine. So I don't know why. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Don't do it. 
yeah, lesson learned, I guess. Yeah. I think I just wanted the trips to be fun. So kind of one of those mm-hmm. all rolls are off sort of things. So a holiday, this is fun, an adventure. Or a bad idea. I mean, nice sentiment, but bad idea. No, it was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the unhappy dictators needed to be brought to heel. And so I invented the road trip controller, which was Charlie's name for it. Do you remember so. where Charlie got the... Term no, controller from? I, I thought it was just like another schedule I had made for him earlier. I think it was from the show um, uh, Wild Kratz. You remember that show? I think it's on PBS or something. Yeah. Anyway, there's a I guy mean, there that has a controller. He he knows how that, that works. A controller controls things. Oh, <laughs> well, that explains it. If the kids are happy and it's on PBS, I genuinely am like, okay, you're yeah. occupied. Boom. I'm gone. I'm folding laundry right. or I'm doing something. So taking a shower. But this controller yeah. for us... This was where you had a piece of paper that was crudely illustrated. Okay, I'm not an artist, all right? <laughs> like, I never said I was. But it was effective. It was effective, though. So you had little drawing infographic, right, for the kids to know the order of operations of how time in the car was spent. So, you know, you do this first, you do that second, and you taped it to the back of the passenger headrest. I did. So they could see it. I did. So it was like, you know, like... Took it to the town crier. <laughs> I get it. Um, and so I had things like, um, you know, scheduled time to listen to music, have a snack, color, play, and then clean up your surrounding mess like they do on airplanes. Totally onto something there. Um, and then once they had kind of done all those things to a satisfactory like timestamp, then they would have the time on their tablets um, with their movies and Angry Birds or whatever mm-hmm. stupid stuff they play. Um, and then there was this little repeat symbol of we get to do it all over again yeah. after your your tablet time. So, yeah. So making the kids earn the movie was a genius move. Yes. Yes. It, it was a goal they had to work towards. Yeah. That right? like delay gratification, which I think just made it all the more rewarding. Mm-hmm. And it was still a treat when they got it and something that they looked forward to very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if we made the stop and the kids and the kids got out of the car, they would just pick right back up where they left off on the schedule. Yeah. At least I think it was it was a serious game changer anyways. It really was. It really was. I mean, trips became more pleasant because the kids knew what was coming. The constant asking and discontent was I, I mean, I really feel like it was just them being insecure. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they were out of their home routine. And so they were acting out. Right. And they didn't have a substitute routine. So. Right. So this established that security of, hey, I know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And I think that's really where we developed our philosophy of parenting when we travel, which is just make home away from home. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be exact, but it needs to be something familiar and something they can count on, which really helps to offset that kind of weird freak out they do when they're not in their familiar environment. Right. Because sometimes or a lot of times small children are are too little to grasp what's going on. Oh, yeah. I would say like five and under. Like while older kids can self-regulate a little bit more. And they can enjoy less structure. The smaller ones absolutely can't. So that's why they act out. And that's why you get the Katniss salute from other parents when they hear you're traveling with small kids. Like, it's because of that. the odds are in your favor. Yeah, may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> it's not a fun holiday for them. You know, it's kind of anarchy and they can't handle it. Right. And then we can't handle why they can't handle it. We're like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be having fun. Like, what's wrong with you? Right. So once we established the road trip schedule, that really made our travel days in the car way more manageable. Right. Nobody will say they are fun, but we don't dread them. Yeah. 
I mean, I think having pre-established routines and roles really do help offset that unpredictability of travel for everyone, really. Yeah, exactly. It's nice when we can count on something. You know, I uh, I usually drive, right? But you just, you hate driving. I hate driving. I do. So I am happily the co-pilot. You're driving the inside of the car. I am driving the inside. <laughs> That's my job. And i managing snacks and entertainment. And it just, it works out. Like we both have found something we're comfortable with and, and then we just rock it. Right. And we have other little tricks where we make the kids go run around at every rest stop and, and try to use the restroom. That was actually a hack I learned from my parents. <laughs> they would make my sister and I do jumping jacks and run laps around rest areas to get our wiggles out. Nice. So with our garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the kids are usually little blue light zombies from their tablets at this point. So getting them out of the car is usually a hassle. I guess it's nice for yeah. them to bribe them to get back in. Nope. They, they want to get back to that movie pretty quick. Yeah. So in terms of in-car entertainment that isn't the standard tablet, uh, we do have a travel chest that's magnetized that the boys use. Um, we usually have some kind of corporate family listening time where we will all listen to a podcast or music that we all enjoy on the main car speakers. Music that we all enjoy. That is very key. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do have the mandatory listen to your own music on your headphones time. Right. Um, and then for that, we purposely very very purposely make the kids use old ipod shuffles so there is not a screen on them right yeah one time we let charlie use an old ipod nano that had a screen and we found him obsessively playing that that uh, bricks game yeah that boop, in his room boop, boop. yeah we had to shut that down real quick right and it isn't that we're screen snobs, you know, it's just that, you know, A, our kids get serious attitudes that they can't snap out of when they're looking at a screen for too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and B, serious attitudes. Yeah, and B, in a car, there is way more than the usual tablet time. So we really need to build in some non-blue light entertainment. I sound like a Kmart commercial when I say blue light. Blue light special. <laughs> no. So we've started no stockpiling. No blue light special on IL3. So... Too bad there's not a, a, a special uh, for iPod shuffles, but we started stockpiling yeah. iPod shuffles did from they eBay. Stopped, did they stop making them? I don't think they do shuffles anymore. Really I'd have to look. To. Yeah. Okay. Well, Oliver came home from being at his grandparents' house for two weeks, got off the airplane. He was like unpacking his backpack and he hands me this little sandwich bag <laughs> and he says, this is a bag of iPods from Grandpa. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, he did. He wasn't wrong. It was no. literally a baggie full of iPods. So your dad goes to thrift stores and apparently found the mother load of iPod shuffles. Yes. And and they're good just to have kind of a stockpile of because as you know, obviously the technology is getting older. So you can kind of tell like when the end of life signs are there and so it's good to just have a little stash ready you know in case mm-hmm. one's starting to die we also bring the old reliable books they don't right? need a charger no they, blue light they don't need a charger they don't have to have a firmware update or an app update or internet access none no, of that good old-fashioned books and of course they work at, at night with some reading lights that clip onto them right mm-hmm. yep so we so. can get some long hauls done and those blue lights are shining on the book, not in their eyes. Nice, right? <laughs> eh, yeah. And then, you know, we when also have those <laughs> We also have those weird coloring books too with those special markers. Ugh, yeah. I mean, those kind of take the fun out of coloring, but there's less mess, so we'll take it. 
Wait, you mean the mess is the fun part? Well, no, I mean, I just mean the creativity. Like, they right. seem okay. a little too premeditated. Like, those books just seem like they have everything laid out already. So they just lack that rustic charm. Yeah. So in the years since that emergency beer incident, we've had far more pleasant road trips. In fact, I don't think we would have tackled the routes that we have taken so far if we didn't have it. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. Yes. Yes. Knowing that the kids aren't going to be driving us up the wall um, just means that we can commit to a whole new world of possibility when it comes to, you know, driving in the car with them. Right. So just for instance, we've driven to Mexico and Canada, Disneyland multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. So our latest haul was from Seattle to Cannon Beach, Oregon, where we stayed, yeah. to Monterey, California, where we stayed again. And we just like lit a bunch of money on fire at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Just, <laughs> just it was a good aquarium, cash though. on fire. And then we hauled from there to Phoenix, Arizona, and then stayed, and then came back to California to San Luis Obispo, stayed again, and all of it, then stayed all the way up in San Francisco again, and then ended up back in Seattle after that. Are you guys still with us? Yeah, that was yeah, quite a bit. It was a long haul. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it was our best road trip yet. Oh my gosh, it totally was. It totally was. No one was stressed. We actually, this was this was monumental. We stayed on top of our cooler game. So it <laughs> wasn't a soupy mess of baby carrots and waterlogged <laughs> cheese wedges. Yeah, we were not opting to eat at some sad fad, fast food uh, restaurant because our cooler food was gross. <laughs> yeah, and I... I mean, it's all thanks to the car controller. Like, well, maybe not the food part. Well, maybe it was. I mean, maybe I was able to be on top of mm-hmm. that because the kids weren't stressing me out. Who knows? Maybe someone will do a study on it. But until yeah. then, the world will never fully know. Maybe not. Yeah. And on that note, that's going to do it for us. If you like our road trip ideas, Anna has set up a few bundles on kit.com of our favorite road trip survival supplies. Yes. Things with a lot of wow factor, like wow. our our favorite car trash bin. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. And kid travel urinal. And Drum roll, please. And don't forget the air freshener. The air freshener. And reading lights. <gasps> wow. Wow. Hey, we pride ourselves on not being slaves to the image. Right. Yeah, that's and true. giving our readers it's and listeners so true, yeah. the real honest this scoop. The real honest scoop. You will probably find copies of everything in that kit in our garage. So just call us the anti-influencer. There this you go. is stuff we actually use <laughs> and is super practical. It's not yep. pretty, but it will help you. It genuinely will. That is what we want to do. Here. Exactly. And if you think back to our impressive road trip resume, we ought to know what works and what doesn't. We really do. Yeah. Right. So check out kit.com, that's K-I-T.com, at Anna J. Lyons for our shop. Each purchase is through our Amazon affiliate and gives us a small kickback in exchange for your patronage at no additional cost to you. Yes, and it helps us keep Clusterfuss up and running, so go check us out there. Yeah, and if you aren't in the mood to buy a travel urinal, urinal, and I, I, I get it. I get it. You can help us out <laughs> there's, by... There's other stuff on there, too. There's other kits, like for red oh, eyes sure. and stuff like that, like... Yeah, anyway. Yep, exactly. 
But you can still help us out by subscribing, liking, downloading, sharing, reviewing our podcast, or as we like to say, doing all the things that tells the internet that you like our stuff. All the things, please. The podcast is on all the major outlets like iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify as The Clustercast. And that is three words. So um, also be sure to check us out on the blog at www.clusterfusstravel.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We always have new and fun content going up on those outlets. Yep. So join us next time when we delve into the world of our worst short-term vacation rental experiences and how we navigated those awkward and cringy situations and how you can avoid them in the first place. And even though those hipsters gallivanting around the American Southwest in a vintage Volkswagen van want to give it all up and drive a sensible sedan whenever they hear us say it, this is the Clustercast, a filterless podcast on family travel. So long, everyone. Bye.